This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Building a Better Future. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares how we can build a foundation for a better future by following the examples of leaders in the Bible who followed God's calling to rebuild after a time of captivity. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about an amazing opportunity to partner with Daily Hope to share the Word of God with people around the world. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to the message or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called, When You Feel Like Giving Up. Your life is not a 50-yard dash. The goal is not to get to the end as quickly as you can. Instead, your life is a marathon. The goal is to go through it pacing. Instead, the goal should be to pace yourself and do the right things so that you make it all the way to the finish line, standing. Now, sadly, a lot of people, friends, um, they shrivel up inside and they die before they die. They never experience what it feels like to really be alive, connected to God. As I said, they die before they die. I don't want that to happen to you. I love you too much. And as your pastor who loves you, it is my job to make sure that doesn't happen to you. That in the marathon of life, which is a long journey, you make it to the finish line standing. Now, if you've ever watched a marathon, you know uh, that the starting point is always very crowded. There's a ton of people at the starting line. But as the race progresses, the crowd thins out. And longer the race grows, uh, there's more space between the runners and many, many people drop out and they don't make it to the finish line. One of my goals as your pastor is to help you finish the race that God has called you to run and that you not just finish it, but you finish well. I want you to finish well. I'm gonna finish well, God, by God's grace, in the race that God has called me. Now, if you're gonna make it all the way to the finish line uh, in your life, you're gonna have to build some character qualities, Christ-like qualities, such as endurance and resilience and balance and pacing. You're gonna to have to learn these skills. You know, a lot of people start off great in life, but even before they get to the halfway point in their life, they've already really messed it up and they've given up, which is worse than messing up. Let me say it again. Giving up is always worse than messing up. Everybody messes up. Why do people give up in the marathon of their lives? Because they got discouraged. Now discouragement is a deadly disease. It is a deadly disease. Discouragement will sap your energy. It will um, blur your focus. Uh, it will distort reality. You don't see things clearly when you're discouraged. You don't see things as they really are. Uh, and it kills your motivation. The problem with discouragement is it's also highly contagious. 
You get around a group of discouraged people, you'll get discouraged. You get around a bunch of negative people, you're listening to discouraging voices in the media all the time, then you're going to be discouraged too about life and about the future. That's why today I want to show you what God says in his word, in this book of Nehemiah that we're going through, what to do when you feel like giving up. What do you do when you feel like giving up? I hope you don't need this right now. You might. You might be in the middle of something that's discouraging you right now. But you're going to need this message someday. So I highly encourage you to take notes. When you feel like you're giving up, in our series through the book of Nehemiah, we now come to the second part of chapter 4. And this story illustrates, that we're going to look at today, both the four common causes, four reasons people get discouraged, And it also gives us the cure, God's step, God's steps for getting out of discouragement. Now, let me read the passage, uh, and then we'll uh, draw out the lessons for defeating discouragement, okay? Now, if you've been following this series, you know the background of this story. If you've been with us in the past weeks, that the nation of Israel uh, was conquered by the Babylonian Empire, and most of the people in Israel were taken as prisoners of war to another country. For 70 years, they're held captive. And finally, when the Persians beat the the Babylonians and they take over, King Cyrus allows them, the Jews, to go back to their homeland 70 years later. When they get home to Israel and they get home to Jerusalem to find everything's been destroyed. Uh, their homes, the city, the temple, the walls, everything. And they're living among the ruins and rubble of a bombed out or destroyed city. So this book, Nehemiah, is written to discouraged people. They were very discouraged. But then God puts a dream in the heart of a guy named Nehemiah. And he says, Nehemiah, I want you to go back to Jerusalem and I want you to rebuild the wall around the city for the protection of all the residents from the enemies, because a lot of people didn't like the Jews. So they go back, and as we've already seen so far, they started rebuilding this wall. And now, today in this story, we get to the point that they've built the wall up halfway to what its original height was. But at the halfway point, they get discouraged. The initial enthusiasm wears off, the people start feeling tired and a bunch of stuff, and they want to give up. And we find that story in Nehemiah chapter 4. Look at the top of your outline or up here on the screen. Uh, It says this. So the people quickly rebuilt the first half of the wall around Jerusalem until it reached half its height. I want you to circle half its height. We'll come back to that. Because they worked hard, they worked hard with all their heart. But then... He's talking about our enemies, heard how Jerusalem's walls were being repaired and all the gaps were being closed. And they became very angry and plotted to attack Jerusalem together and create some confusion to stop the progress, the progress of building the wall. So we prayed to God for protection and posted 24-hour guards to protect the workers. But then the people began to complain. They said, we're tired We're tired and we're worn out. Besides that, there's so much rubble and trash to be removed. 
we now realize we can't do this. We can't finish this wall. Oh, and by the way, also our enemies are now threatening us. They're saying, before you know it, or even see us, we'll be among you to kill you and end the work. Then those who lived closest to our enemies kept reporting, literally over 10 times they told us, that our enemies kept saying, we're gonna attack you from every direction. Now this brief little story that I just read is packed, just packed with powerful insights that you're gonna need to finish your race, the marathon of your life. Powerful insights that you need to finish well in life. And this, what I just read, illustrates the four most common causes that would keep you from finishing well in your life. Four most common causes, and they all models for us the four things God wants us to do that Nehemiah did that helped people get out of their discouragement and get the job done. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. If you've missed any part of today's teaching, you can listen online anytime at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Now, you may or may not know this, but tomorrow is Giving Tuesday, a global day dedicated to giving back. And generous friends of Daily Hope have stepped forward with a special $25,000 Giving Tuesday matching grant. That means every dollar you give starting today will be matched up to $25,000. And your gift will go twice as far to help Daily Hope take the good news of Jesus to people around the world. As thanks for your Giving Tuesday gift, we'll send you a very special book from Pastor Rick called God's Power to Change Your Life. This book answers questions like, what does it take to become more loving, live more peacefully, develop patience, have self-control? Pastor Rick says throughout all the years he's been a pastor, the number one question he's been asked is, why can't I change? People want to change, but they're stuck. In this book, God's Power to Change Your Life, Rick draws simple but profound truths from the Bible which give you practical guidance to make the changes you desire. As you apply the truth of God's Word by the power of His Spirit, your life will change. You'll move out of your rut and get on track with God's wonderful purposes for your life. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource and have your gift matched up to $25,000. But you only have until tomorrow at midnight. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Once again, here's Rick. Anytime you're hit with a bout of discouragement, you're gonna need to come back to this message that we're talking about today. But first, as I said, I I hope you circle that phrase, um, half its height. Notice that these people got discouraged halfway through the project. That's typical. Discouragement always strikes at the midpoint of anything you're doing. You have enthusiasm at the start, when you can see, uh, you know, you're getting ready to start and you have enthusiasm at the end when you can see the finish line. It's in that middle part where you can't see the beginning or the end. That's, the, that's discouraging. 
That's true in life, it's true in your career, it's true in parenting, it's true in marriage and any other. When you're halfway up a mountain, you go, do I really wanna go all the way to the top? I'm tired already and then I gotta come back down. If you're halfway through the school year as a teacher or a student, uh, if you're halfway through your marriage, uh, if you're in the middle of anything, that's when you're most likely to get discouraged. Not at the beginning, you got a lot of enthusiasm the first day of a diet, okay? Okay, there's no, no more false hope than the first day of a diet, okay? And, and, and you actually feel pretty good when you can see the end. I, look, I'm only five pounds away. It's in the middle part that you get discouraged. Now, if you're in the middle of anything right now, it would not surprise me if you felt like giving up. You know, they don't call it the midlife crisis for nothing. Not the beginnings, not the end, it's in the middle. So let's look at the four things that typically discourage you and then see God's cures for your discouragement in Nehemiah, all right? Here we go. Number one, the most common reason that you get discouraged is this, write it down, fatigue, fatigue. The number one cause of discouragement is emotional or physical exhaustion. You simply run out of energy. Notice verse 11, the people, then the people of Judah began to complain that the workers were becoming tired. Circle that word, tired. Fatigue is the first cause of discouragement. You don't think straight when you're tired, when you haven't slept when you're worn out, when you're weary, when you're wasted. Rebuilding anything, of course, is, is exhausting. It's harder than building. Rebuilding is harder than building. These wall builders had worked hard on the first half of the project, but now they're, they're weary and, and they're worn and they're worn out and they're worn down. I love this. This verse, actually in the message paraphrase, he translates the word, they were pooped. Probably the first time pooped is in the Bible there in that verse right there. They were pooped. Now, friends, if you don't get anything else, get this. Sometime the most spiritual thing you can do is get in bed and go to sleep. You just need the rest. You need the rest because fatigue will make you discouraged. All right? Studies tell us that Americans are the most sleep deprived people on the planet. And I, that wouldn't surprise me if that's probably true for much of the developed world. Vince Lombardi said, fatigue makes cowards of all of us. Have you noticed how much better things look after you've had a good night's sleep? It your problems just don't seem as bad when you've had some sleep. Now, look at, look at these verses. Look at this next verse here. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 18, Never forget how the Amalekites attacked you when you were, read it with me, exhausted and weary. And they struck down those who began to lag behind. Okay? This is a spiritual principle here. You're attacked when you're exhausted and weary. You get struck down when you start lagging behind. Why? Because you're tired. You're worn out. Now I want everybody to write this down. Write this down. Expect attacks anytime I'm exhausted. I'm just giving you some fatherly, brotherly advice. Expect attacks anytime I'm exhausted. That's what happened here. The people got worn out. Now, it may be attack of doubt when you're tired. 
you are more vulnerable to temptation when you're tired. It may be an attack of temptation. It may be attack of anger. You get more irritable when you're tired. It may be attack of discouragement. It may be attack of self-pity. Everybody hates me. Nobody loves me. I'm going to go eat worms. Poor me. You have a, pit, a pity party for me, myself, and I, and you're the only person you invite to it. What I'm saying is that you need to be aware that fatigue makes you vulnerable to discouragement. Okay, second cause, frustration. Frustration is the second major cause of discouragement. And we see that in the next verse. When you can't seem to get ahead, when, you, when the project that you're working on uh, is more complex than you thought it was going to be, when the stakes are longer and, and higher than you expected, and it takes longer, and, and when you have problems that you can't solve, when you feel like you're always behind and you can never catch up, have you ever felt like that? Yeah? Yeah. Anybody identifying with what this five or six things I just said? Yeah. Well, when, when you get that kind of frustration in your life, you're going to be a sucker for discouragement, fatigue, and frustration. Have you ever tried to clean out your closet or your files and you, you pull them all out and you got to lay them on the floor and then there's so many decisions to make, you get so discouraged, you just throw them all back in the cabinet, <laughs> throw it all back in the closet. You go, I, it's, it's too much, okay. You, you get so frustrated just trying to decide do I keep it? Do I toss it? Okay. You know, years ago, um, the foundation of our home cracked and we had to tear down literally much of our house. One of our walls was actually coming loose from the roof and from the foundation. And we had to tear down much of the house and rebuild it. And it took a year to rebuild that. Um, now that was not frustrating to me just because it took that long. But it was also frustrating to me because of all the piles of trash and junk that piled up everywhere during the rebuilding time. There were broken bricks everywhere, uh, along with broken pipes everywhere and pieces of lumber everywhere and uh, you know, broken wires and things it just lined up and a permanent porta potty proudly stationed by our mailbox for one year. So every time uh, you know, you went out to the mailbox, you got the Miraloma aroma, okay, uh, of cows in the field or whatever. Uh, the, the fact is, anytime you rebuild something, friends, you're going to have debris. Anytime you rebuild, there's going to be rubble, rubbish, trash, debris. And debris in your life causes discouragement. It happens in this story. Look at the next verse, verse 10. It says, now, in addition to the fact that everybody was tired, it says in verse 10, the second part, besides that, there was so much rubble and trash to be removed. So they're all discouraged by the pile of broken stuff laying around them. Rubble in your life will discourage you. I'm just telling you right now. So what's the rubble in my life? Write this down. Rubble is the broken stuff I keep tripping over. Rubble is the broken stuff in my life that I keep tripping over. There's physical rubble, 
bricks and trash and broken stuff, but there's also emotional rubble, relational rubble, financial rubble, bad rubble from decisions that were bad in my life. Rubble will always be a part of your life. Why? Because in a world where everything is broken and everything on this planet is broken, you can't avoid rubble. Now, this kind of stuff is what's, what causes frustration. You get too much rubble in your life, you get frustrated. Unmanaged rubble wastes your time. Unmanaged rubble zaps your energy. Unmanaged rubble uh, keeps you from moving forward. Unmanaged rubble in your life uh, causes conflict. Uh, unmanaged rubble not only frustrates you, the broken stuff in your life that you keep tripping over, it not only frustrates you, it frustrates everybody else too. This was the second reason. Besides that, there was so much rubble and trash to be removed. Remember, they're living in ruins and they're going, we're never gonna get this place cleaned up. We're never gonna get it organized. We're not even gonna, now what they don't realize is that God builds the wall from the rubble in our life. They're literally taking the broken pieces and putting them back together and making the wall. And the stuff that you trip over is often the stuff that God wants to build your life with. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Here's Pastor Rick with a special message. Jesus told his disciples that they should live their lives according to five specific purposes. He said, you've got to love God with all your heart. That's worship. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's ministry. That's called the great commandment. And then Jesus said, go make disciples, that's evangelism, baptize them into the family of God, that's fellowship, a sign of fellowship. And then he said, teach them obey everything I've taught you, that's discipleship. And we call that the Great Commission. We believe at Daily Hope that a great commitment to the Great Commandment and the Great Commission will produce a great Christian, a great church, a great company, a great community. You know, I started Daily Hope so I could spread the good news about Jesus, not just across America, but all around the world. And we want people to know that God's word is filled with hope and truth. And the power that we need to follow him every day is available to every single one. You know as well as I do that the word of God changes lives. It's alive, it's active, and it breathes new life and new love into all of our lives. So wherever you listen to this, whether you listen on the website, whether you listen on a radio station, or whether you listen through a podcast, you're a part of the Daily Hope family, and I need your help. We could not do this without your support. Now, you know I don't take any funds from this broadcast. We don't have any giant million-dollar donor who's giving big gifts to this. It comes from daily donations from listeners like you. We're 100% listener-funded. Would you continue to pray for this broadcast? And would you continue to support us? And let, write to me. Let, let me hear from you. I absolutely love reading the stories that are sent to me. So write me, pray for me, and support this ministry. And God will bless it, and God will bless you, and we'll get to heaven, and we'll thank God for all the people going to be in heaven because you cared. Because tomorrow is Giving Tuesday, 
generous friends of Daily Hope have stepped forward with a special $25,000 Giving Tuesday matching grant. And that means every dollar you give today will be matched up to $25,000. Time is of the essence because we'll lose any part of the Giving Tuesday grant that isn't matched by midnight tomorrow. So please act now by going to PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And when you give a gift to help Daily Hope share the love of Jesus with people everywhere, we'll send you Pastor Rick's book, God's Power to Change Your Life, to say thanks. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.